Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Hello and welcome to Urban Spelunking, brought to you by Midwest Stairs and Iron. Bobby here with me, and, and we're going to Washington Heights this week to a, a place called O'Brien's Pub, Bobby. We're going for a drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if only we could be there in person one day soon, yes. hopefully. But this is a place, you know, 88.9 Studios used to be really close to O'Brien's in the Washington Heights neighborhood in the, uh, the MPS building. And so I, I'd been to O'Brien's a few times, and it just seemed like a real like a real neighborhood place that, you know, you had the softball team there. It was right across from Wickfield, fish fries going out, going out. It just seemed like a place that was important to the neighborhood. Yeah, to me, it's the kind of, I always think of it as a place to go to after school board meetings, right? Because I'd, I'd be there with like principals, teachers, parents, school board members. It just was like this really sort of very schooly kind of place. <laughs> Which is interesting because you'd get these people, you'd get to see these people with their hair let down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> So it's uh, it's an Irish pub these days. It's been there for a long time, Bobby, since uh, 1998. Yeah, the building is 95 years old, but despite having had four storefronts in it and being around, you know, almost a century, O'Brien's is actually the longest running tenant in the place. So we're talking about 95 years, a building that's been part of the Washington Heights neighborhood. Uh, there was a place there for a long time called the Golden Zither. And you can actually see some hints of this German restaurant in the present day O'Brien's Irish pub. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, uh, the outside used to be that sort of half-timbered looking stucco like you'd see at uh, Carl Roches downtown. And remember ah, yes. that Carl mm-hmm. Roches has all those uh, murals painted on the stucco? Yes. Golden Zither used to have the same kind of thing with these German scenes and stuff. And unfortunately, that stuff's all gone now. But but inside, there are actually still remnants of uh, the Golden Zither, which had f- was the first place to fill the entire store, four storefronts. Uh, with one business. Uh, so the layout is pretty much the same. The bar is in the same space. The back bar is in the same space. Um, they still have some of the sort of alpine looking beams in there. There's some stained glass windows that have zithers on them. Zithers being this sort of, I think I said in the story, it looks like a guitar that the neck's been broken off and like attached sort of perpendicular, like coming out the side of the thing. Um, popular sort of Swiss and German yeah, music the- stringed musical instrument. So they were keeping the zither alive in Milwaukee. They were, but they were not the only. We'll talk about this in the second half. But they they were not the only ones doing that. Um, but yeah, so there's all this woodwork that still has like uh, representations of zithers in the back room and the stained glass window with the zithers. So if you go in there, you can still see bits of this place there. So if you've ever been at O'Brien's and you're just like, man, why are all these zithers on the wall? Well, there you have it. <laughs> that is why. All, <laughs> what's with all these guitars with their necks broken off and stuck on the side? <laughs> well, coming up in the second half of our conversation, we're going to talk about, I mean, the Golden Zither was one of many, many German restaurants in Milwaukee. So we'll talk a little bit about that, plus uh, more about the zither and how the zither came alive at the Golden Zither. That's next on Urban Spelunking. Has your car been hibernating in your garage all winter? Donate it to Radio Milwaukee. Running or not, your car, truck, or even boat can support this podcast. Go to RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars to schedule your pickup. Did you know that the majority of 88.9's work is funded by members? That's why we can bring you such diverse programming through music, stories, and this podcast. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart to become a member today. And we are back at O'Brien's Pub on Urban Spelunking. This, of course, used to be the Golden Zither. 
And as we said in the first half, there's still some hints, lots of zithers in the woodwork <laughs> from uh, from the golden zither days. But this was like like we said, one of one of many German restaurants. There are a lot a lot more German restaurants in Milwaukee back in the golden zither days. Yeah, we still have a few. We have what do we have? We have Mater's. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Jack Pandles yep. in Whitefish Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, in Menominee Falls, we still have um, the Schwabenhof. Ah, the Schwabenhof, yes. And the Bavarian Beer House, mm-hmm. which was the, you know, but uh, there used to also be John Ernst Cafe. There was Karl Roches. There was the Swiss Club. There were just a bunch of these German restaurants uh, and the Golden Zither around town. And they used to apparently all do a boom in business. And a lot of them had live music. Um, and a lot of them actually had zitherists. I guess that's the term, right? Zitherists. I, I I would hope so. That's what uh, we're going to that's that's call them. So. <laughs> that's what we're calling them, yeah. <laughs> but what's, what's really interesting to me about the Golden Zither is that the story started out being about O'Brien's. But somehow or another, I realized I was writing like paragraph after paragraph about people like Al Mueller and Louise Ganshaw, who were these uh, really important local zitherists. Um, and Al Mueller, like actually built his own zither. Um, and he played there for a really long time. And Louise Gancho played there for a really long time. And, and, uh, Louise used to play on TV. There was like zither music on TV and the golden zither, um, where the singer, uh, where I'm sorry, where the co-owner Fanny Kukler used to sing with Al Mueller playing the zither. And they also had singing waitresses. They actually put out three albums of music recorded at the restaurant and they used to do a weekly radio show from the restaurant. So it was really a big deal. I mean, there must've been an audience for this if radio and TV were putting it on and they were making records. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, the, uh, the zither, who who knew, I mean, you you talk about this now, I had to like look up what a zither was, but to think about, you know, people tuning in for these radio broadcasts and, 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 and listening to these albums recorded here, this was a very musical experience going to the, the golden zither. I suppose it, it better be right. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. And, and I mean, I think this really speaks to the, how Germanic Milwaukee was for so long, right? I mean, we had so many immigrants from Germany, Austria, Switzerland, um, that, these restaurants were like a familiar sort of bit of home for a lot of people. And then even for sort of, you know, maybe second generation, you know, the children of immigrants and maybe even grandchildren of immigrants, but it's, you know, it, over time, like anything, it starts to fade a bit. And I think that's why we have fewer of them than we, than we used to. Plus I think tastes have changed, you know, I mean, this is an issue that a lot of restaurants like Carl Rush has struggled with it and Mater's has sort of successfully dealt with it, but it's how do you get young diners to come in and eat a giant plate of schnitzel and sauerkraut you know it's just it's not really how people eat anymore you know so they've had they've had to adapt yeah you think about about (laughs) the generations of people that probably packed into the the golden zither and i'm thinking like you know big family dinners and, and 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 people really getting that that german experience in milwaukee how important that must have been for the neighborhood at the time and to feel that connection yeah, absolutely. And I think, and what was interesting is these restaurants really were sort of scattered over, I mean, this was in uh, Washington Heights, but, you know, Mater's was downtown, Roches and Ernst were downtown, Pandles is up in Whitefish Bay, Bavarian Inn uh, is in Glendale, you know, the Schwabenhof had been sort of in the center of the city, but ended up moving out to Menominee Falls. So this really covers kind of the whole 
the whole area it tells you how Germanic like the whole area was. I'm glad you mentioned the Schwabenhof. I've got a I've got a friend who's whose parents are like German immigrants, and that is where they go for Father's Day, where they've been going every Father's Day out to the Schwabenhof yeah. for you know to keep that tradition. It's a very like important thing for them. I love it there because because they do the fish fry, but they also do the fried chicken. And you can mix and match. I've never so been. Like, I, that sounds glorious. Oh, you've got to go there sometime because you can do <laughs> like the, the fish fry, but you can get fried chicken too as part of it. Like it's that's an option is to get the chicken and the fish. Oh man, I, adding that to the list of like post <laughs> post pandemic. Once the uh, once we can get back out, I'll, right. I'll be there, Bobby. We got to go together. That sounds great. Exactly. So the the zither though, we didn't really. The zither, I should say that the zither, um, the family that opened the golden zither, the Binter family, had bought it as a tavern in the forties, and ran it as the Wickfield Bar for a long time. Okay. Um, and then when the son took over in nineteen sixty three, he sort of rebranded it. Uh, he rebranded it as the the golden zither, and, th- and then it really went from being just sort of a neighborhood tavern to being this really sort of special and kind of like you said, special occasion kind of uh, experience that families would go to, couples would go to on nights out. Um, and it lasted until the late 70s. And then at that point, it sort of wound down. In the, and then it went back to being a tavern space. So between the Golden Zither and O'Brien's, there were, there were a bunch of different uh, taverns in there. When this building was divided into four other storefronts, though, I'd imagine a lot of businesses came and went through the doors over the years. Uh, Bobby, what were some of the other businesses that were in there? Yeah, in the early days, it was initially a grocery store, um, and then a butcher shop, um, and then a tavern. um, And then after the Golden Zither, um, it still then stayed one big retail space instead of four separate little spaces. But um, then John Doe's Pub was in there, which was was popular for a long time. And that's actually where the Bodines had their record label signing party in 1984 oh, really? wow. when, when they signed uh, Slash Records. They played there. Were you there, Bobby? Um, I was not there, no. no. Just, you um, could just say you were but, there and I, I would have been. Okay, I was, I was still <laughs> there. They had me up on stage, you know, I sang a little Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guitar solo. Mm-hmm. Like Prince, you know, doing that while my guitar gently weeps guitar solo. I could totally picture it, Bobby. <laughs> that was me. He stole that from me. <laughs> <laughs> so after that was Hair Ease Pub. And uh, Bingo's, which was also very popular. Bingo's had been uh, John Berta, who was nicknamed Bingo, had had his place on Center Street somewhere in the 40s, like 47th and Center, um, okay. and then ended up moving his place into there. And then that's what you – know, what's funny is um, Bingo's closed one night in July of 1998, and the next morning Brian's, O'Brien's opened. It was like – it was that seamless. Wow. Moving quick yeah. in Washington Heights. Yeah. So now O'Brien's has been there for, she's 23 years, right? That's pretty amazing for a bar. Yeah. And I mean, I can just say like going in there, I, like I said, I could just feel like I, I, you probably could sense that O'Brien's hasn't been there for 95 years, but you can just really feel like this place has always been like a jumping place, you know, like a gathering spot, like a place where the community goes out and you could almost like feel it's, it's cool to feel that in, in a, in a building that is very you know, bustling today and and still really busy, you know? and uh, Yeah, and it feels welcoming, I think, yeah. when you go in there because it's got that nice woodwork and it's a little dark, you know, it's just got, but not too dark. You know, it's just got a really sort of welcoming vibe, I think. Well, pictures and much more about the history of the uh, the Golden Zither. What a what a Milwaukee story! And you know, I got to say, Bobby, I don't I don't think I really knew too much about zithers before this. So 
Uh, <laughs> I didn't either. I didn't either. It was a learning experience for me too. I learned all about Al Mueller and Louise Ganshow and the zither. And apparently there's all kinds of zithers, which I didn't go into, but you know, See, we'll just leave that. Yeah. There. You could, you can get a little, you know, a little bit more familiar with the, the, the vast world of zithers and zitherous at radiomilwaukee.org. We've got a link to Bobby's story. Um, and, and some really great historical photos on this too. O'Brien's pub, formerly the golden zither in Washington Heights and much more at radiomilwaukee.org. Bobby, uh, thanks for this. And we've got another one coming up next week. We're going out to Racine, the uh, majestic Uptown Theater. This is a theater in the Uptown neighborhood of Racine that um, is still standing. It's not, in, it's not in great shape, but when you walk in, it's sort of like stepping back in time because everything is still there. The problem is some of it has crashed to the floor, but you know, it's, it's all still there. So it's really intriguing to see. And there's a plan for it. So there is somebody who owns it who is going to do something with it. And we'll talk about that next week. All right. Well, podcast, looking forward to that. Podcast here on 88.9, produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership, Midwest Stairs and Iron, and of course, on Milwaukee. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. Just hit subscribe or give us a thumbs up. Let us know how we're doing. Give us some feedback. Love if you could uh, rate or review the podcast. That, that really is valuable to us. On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo. We'll see you in Racine next week. See you in Racine. <laughs>